podcast where we pause, ponder, and project. We are thankful that you chose to follow the podcast this week. where Jim speaks about the reasons why each of us do what we do. Jim shares the seven reasons why he became a minister. So let's turn this over to our host, Jim Poitras. Well, good afternoon, everybody. This is Jim Poitras with the Poitras Ponderings Podcast, where we pause, you've got it, we ponder, and then we project. I trust that you are having a great day today, a great week this week, and a great year so far. We are truly blessed of the Lord, and we are in a very busy season with uh, the School of Missions and many other activities going on presently, the closing out of semesters at two different schools, and I am a little bit frazzled today. So frazzled that I want to go ahead and really take a check on why it is that I am involved in the ministry. So for this particular podcast episode on the Poitras Ponderings podcast, I want to look at the beginning of a particular episode, and I'm going to entitle this, Seven Reasons I Became a Minister. And because I appreciate and love the listening audience so much, I'm going to go ahead and make sure that this is two podcast episodes because I don't want to keep you so long in a particular episode that you don't want to listen in the next time to the Poitras Ponderings podcast. And we appreciate every one of you. Reasons why I became a minister. There's a scripture, Judges chapter 18 and verse number 3. A different translation of the Bible, but there are three questions that are asked, and it says they went over to him and asked, question number one, who brought you here? Question number two, what are you doing in this place? Question number three, what is keeping you here? And I think that's sometimes some of the things that we think about ministry Who is it that brought us here? What are we doing in this particular place? And what is it, or better still, who is keeping us here? So I think it's therapeutic, it's directive, it's maybe beneficial, surely beneficial, to pause and reflect for a moment concerning the why behind what we do. You and I do, whether we are a minister in the pulpit, a minister on the platform, or a minister in the pew. Why do we do the things that we do? What are the reasons why we became a minister? Who brought you here? What are you doing in this place? And number three, what is keeping you here? So I came up with at least seven good reasons why I became a minister. Reason number one, I became a minister because I was qualified. 
Now, before you start thinking that I'm proud or arrogant, let me explain the reasons why I think I was qualified. Because when it comes to a first glance, uh, it seems that one of the basic qualifications of a potential minister is actually being unqualified. According to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26, or 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse number 10, but I think I was qualified because I am fat enough, F-A-T enough, A, the letter F, I am endeavoring to be faithful, I'm willing and trying to obey according to 1 Samuel chapter 15 and verse number 22, or 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse number 2. I know that faithfulness is something that's required of a minister. It is a requirement of a steward to be found faithful, the Bible says. And the word faithful is an Old Testament word. And it really means, or it's an old word, not just an Old Testament word. It can also be a New Testament word as well, but it is an old word, faithful, which means trustworthy. I want the Lord to find me trustworthy because to be trustworthy is a requirement of anyone who says that they are one of the reasons that they are in ministry or that they are God's minister. So I will be faithful. A, I will be available. Romans chapter 12, verse number one. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is but your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So. I am going to be available. I'm going to be a willing vessel, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse number 7, or 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse number 4. Because when it comes to my availability, it is a predictor, and it is a prerequisite for my usability in the kingdom of God. So F, faithful. A, available. T, teachable. A young man recently said, if you had only one word of advice for young ministers, what would it be? That's simple. Be teachable. I also heard another minister saying that the number one characteristic that he and his wife looks for in a potential missionary is teachability. You just can't succeed without teachability. So be teachable. I think that's good advice for the young. I think it's good advice for the middle-aged. I think it's good advice even for elderly ministers that all of us need to share that characteristic that we are teachable because we never really grow out of being teachable. I'm sure being humble is a necessary qualification or ingredient, but I also think that being teachable is factored into that humility. And if you need scriptural references, 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse number 17, Proverbs chapter 15 and verse number 33, 
1 Peter chapter 5, verse number 5. So seven reasons why I'm in the ministry. Reason number one, I was qualified. I am qualified because I am fat, F-A-T. I'm faithful. I'm available. I'm teachable. The second reason why I feel that I am called into the ministry is because I couldn't help it. It was something that I had to do. I was addicted to ministry. I think and know that Jesus felt that way because I think it was in John chapter 4, verse number 4, he told his disciples that he had meat that they knew not of and that his meat or his purpose was to do the will of him that sent him and to also finish the work to work while it's day for the night soon cometh when no man can work check out john chapter 9 and verse number four i don't know about you but i just really don't like it when people use the word must in their writing so when i do editing i often take that word must and soften it to the word should or could and ministry wasn't something I should do. Ministry isn't something I could do. But ministry for me, and I'm sure for you as well, my dear friends, is something that we must do in order to please the Lord. Necessity is laid upon me. I must preach the gospel. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse number 16. So just like Jeremiah of old, there is no way I can hold his word within me. I want it to be loosened. I don't want to shut it up. I want it to go forth and be used for his glory and honor. Jeremiah chapter 20, verse number 9. It's just like a fire that's shut up within my bones. It must be let out, and it must be let out to a lost and a dying world. I couldn't help it. It was something that I had to do. I was addicted to ministry. I became addicted to preaching and teaching the word according to 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse number 15. You may be surprised that I have an addiction. Well, this is a ministry addiction. And addiction is described or defined as the state of being enslaved by something. It is an unusually great interest in something. So I'm addicted to ministry. I can't help it. I'm addicted. I must preach. I must teach. I must reach. Because it's the second reason why I'm involved in the ministry. Reason number three, that I became a minister of the gospel. I was indebted to the one that gave everything for me. So how can I hold anything back from him but to give him my very best? I cannot go ahead and give him anything less than my best, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 14 to 16. These are some of the reasons why I became a minister. I was qualified. I was faithful, I was available, I was teachable. Number two, I couldn't help it. It was something that I had to do. I was addicted. I must preach. Necessity is laid upon me. It's my purpose to be a minister 
and extending the kingdom of God. Number three, I do that because I am indebted to the one that gave everything for me. So I, in turn, must do something, should do something, can do something, will do something for him. I will not withhold doing my very best for the Lord. Those are some of the reasons why, on the Poitras Ponderings podcast, that I am confessing that I became a minister because of some of these things. See you next time. God bless. Have a wonderful week. again next week for the continuation of seven reasons why Jim Poitras became a minister. God bless.